Marxism is everywhere. It is all around us. You can see it when you look out your window, or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when others are too afraid to speak their mind. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. I offer you a choice, a choice between two worlds. Take the blue pill and continue living in the world of complacency and indifference. Or take the red pill. Join us in a world where patriots come together to fight for freedom. What the elites don't want you to know is that there are 200,000 open committee man seats in the Republican Party. These party members are the ones who determine the future of the GOP. The precinct strategy will teach you what it takes to help elect America First candidates who share your love of country and a vision for a better America. Will you take the blue pill and continue living in a world where a corrupt few control everything? Or will you take the red pill and join us? Let's take our country back, one precinct at a time. Choose wisely. Your future depends on it. PrecinctStrategy.com now. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your guest host, David Penn, filling in for Royce White. Please call me crazy. Do you remember what? Do you know what episode this is, Tanner? It's episode 72. Welcome back. I hope you're well. I'm excited to be here with you. It's uh, always a thrill to be with the Please Call Me Crazy audience. Royce is again out playing basketball. We expect him to come back next week and get caught up on his uh, on his media responsibilities, and he loves doing this. He's just out there killing it. I hope you're watching him. I have to say that this game this past Saturday brought me to my feet. It just brought me to my feet, and in fact, we're going to play some of the highlights down the road here uh, tonight. Uh, but it was a nip-and-tuck game the entire way, and at the end of the game, I actually— Jumped off my couch with a surge of adrenaline. That's how good it was. It was fantastic. I personally feel this is just me speaking, and I'm biased. I, you know, I'm biased. I'm a biased observer. I enjoy it far more than the other league. It was just, it's just very exciting. And three on three just opens up a whole other level of play. It was just great. So we're going to play some highlights down the road. We want to thank uh, Free People Radio, our uh, platform. Appreciate very much the opportunity to be broadcasting and speaking with you here tonight. Free People Radio, thank you. Uh, we've got new sponsors, new sponsors. My Bookie has joined us. We're going to be talking about My Bookie today and uh, tonight and Ghost Bed. It's fantastic. That's because this Please Call Me Crazy uh, audience is taken off, and uh, we're very excited about that. We have our first sponsor, TireGet.com, as always. 14,000 different kinds of tires in stock. Everything for your vehicles. Anything you could imagine for tires. It's there for you to buy. And, and, the price is right. And when you buy the tire from TireGet, you're helping the movement. We have to form this political, political economy. You know, we, we say this all the time because it, it just bears re repeating. This is truth media. Truth media. We're striving to find the truth. We're not buying 
what the mainstream media sells us. We just know it's not right. That blue pill doesn't work anymore. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Then we have the patriot economy. Patriot economy. What's the patriot economy? It's those people and businesses that are supporting the movement. And you know, it's not a joke, right? We're in trouble. So certain people have stepped up and they're putting their money on the line to support all the truth media. Truth media plus the patriot economy equals freedom. You might say we're freedom builders. and We need your help. We need your support. I'm not afraid to ask you for it. You're going to buy tires? You're going to go to Target. You're going to place a bet? You're going to go to my bookie. You want to buy something for your bedroom? Hey, ghost bed. We're going to get into that tonight. It's very exciting. Um, but before we go any further, I want to do something I think is very important. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for creating the light and the dark. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for creating me in your image. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for making me an American. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for making me free. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for healing the blind. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for feeding the people. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for releasing the bound. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for raising up the downtrodden. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for creating the heaven and the earth. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for providing for all my needs. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for directing my path. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for our America and our courage. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for crowning America with glory. Blessed are you, God and King of all worlds. Thank you for restoring strength to the weary. I pray today, very heart, you know, it's a very heartfelt prayer. I am thanking God for all the things that he's done for me. I thank him for the opportunity to be here with you. I thank him for my health so that I can represent these ideas and be in this community with you. I really do thank him. It really means something to me. I need his support, and I praise him and I thank him. And if you notice how I compose these prayers, it's whatsoever I wish for when I pray, I believe that I received it and I'll have it. And I stay in that format and I share this with you because um, many of us in this community do believe in God. And we're given the power of prayer. And there's a way that it works and there's a way that it doesn't work. And why don't people pray? And if they do pray, why do they pray incorrectly? Well, they're giving themselves a little space there in case the prayers don't get answered. They have a uh, plausible deniability. They didn't do it right. They don't have to deal with the fact that maybe, for reasons unbeknownst to me, God is not answering my prayer in the way that I think it should be answered. And I've, I've learned over the course of my life, and this is, a, let me be frank, this is a period in my life where I'm praying. I mean, I'm not just praying, praying. I'm praying, praying, praying. 
because there's things I really am concerned about. And it says, you know, don't have any anxiety. And I need to work on that too. I have to ask you, do you have anxiety about anything? <laughs> Come on. I mean, we're living in a cartoon of just crazy. So, if, you know, I do have anxiety and I'm trying to replace my anxiety with faith, the faith of a grain of a mustard seed. Now, we've talked about this before, but if we were praying the way we could be praying, we wouldn't be living in this business model of slavery, drugs, and piracy. You know, I've had, you know, somewhat of an insight. I've had this insight. You know, there's a thing that uh, is said around conservative media circles. The bigger the government, the smaller the person, right? The bigger the government gets, it, it shrinks the, the power and the range and the scope of the individual citizen because the government takes a, an all-powerful position in our, in our civic life. It works that way with evil. To the extent that I'm good inside myself, I mean really good, to the extent that I give up my addiction to evil, evil shrinks down. It shrinks down because I'm good. And this is kind of a new idea for me. I mean, I understand being a good person. I've understood that my whole life. But the importance of me being a good person to keep evil at bay. Never thought about it quite like that. Because look at evil's running amok. It's pervasive. Well, that's because the people are perverse. It happens at the individual citizenship level. If the citizens are good, our country is good. If our citizens are evil, our country is evil. Because if we're really good and we see that the people that we've elected to represent us are not good, but they're evil, we have to work to get rid of them. That's why we talk about the precinct strategy, precinctstrategy.com. As Royce is, you know, presenting at the beginning at the, at the cold open, why do we do the precinct strategy? Well, if we have truth media and we have a political economy that's the patriot economy, we have to operationalize that in our neighborhoods. The precinct strategy, really, if you want to boil it down to its, its common denominator, it's me talking to my neighbor. It's just me talking to my neighbor. It's you talking to your neighbor. You talking to your family members. It's us spreading out the truth media ideas and spreading out the importance of having a political economy that's involved with truth. Because right now, most of our businesses, hey, they're woke, and they're importing product from enemies that seek to destroy the American citizen's freedom. They're anti-freedom. We're going to talk about that today. These people who we have elected and who represent us, who have gone to these fine elite universities, have been convinced about an ideology that really, hey, I'm going to summarize it. They love the earth so much they hate human beings. I just love that. It's a great one-liner. They love the earth so much they hate human beings. That's where we're living right now. And these people, you know, really, 
I mean, here's an opinion. I don't think there's a climate crisis. I think there's a crisis that's manufactured to scare us into giving up our freedoms. Now, I know a lot of the younger people believe that there's a climate crisis, and there are certainly many issues involved with our environment that can be improved, certainly. And if we were thinking about the well-being of the American people, if every decision we made was about well-being, hey, a lot of these climate issues, they just go away because they're not good for the people. But we're afraid. We've been terrorized. We've been made full of anxiety. You know, repent because the end is near. In other words, you know, give up your, your gas-guzzling car. Give up your air conditioning. Give up eating meat. Give up your lifestyle. Quit consuming. Shrink yourself down to save the earth. Give up your freedom to save the earth. You've got to really look at these ideas. Now, I'm, not, I'm, I'm really sure that if we focus on human well-being, we don't have to give up all these things. You know, it's interesting. I think I'm going to come back and talk about this later soon. We talk about these three stooges, a different three stooges. We got our local three stooges. We're going to call these the three small stooges. Mr. We don't do that here. Mr. History doesn't matter. And Mr. We don't need any more Republicans. Well, we got the big stooges, right? That's Darwin, Spencer, and Galton. 1880s, on the British Crown's payroll, the academic elite of the British intellectual tradition. But we leave one out, and I think it's important we touch on him for a second. Thomas Malthus, he's the one that said, whoa, population growth goes, grows faster than the production of food. There's going to be a famine. And pretty much everything that's been going on for the last hundred years is this idea that we're going to run out of resources and the population is going to outstrip production, and we're going to have these huge starvations. <laughs> Interestingly, our elites have decided to starve us proactively to prevent this from happening, which is hilarious. I mean, if you got my joke, I'm laughing. This is the best I've felt all day. Because, you know, part of the joy of doing this is I get to discover some of these ideas on the fly playing jazz. Thomas, Thomas Malthus, also on the Crown's payroll, came up with the idea that population was moving geometrically but productions of foodstuffs and other products is, you know, linear, and that there was going to be a gap and there was going to be huge starvations. Our elites use this idea, which has been spread out through every university, every high school, every junior high school. Hell, they probably teach it in the kindergartens now. They've decided to proactively starve us to prevent us from starving to death. Hey, that, that, uh, that's kind of funny, and I don't think we're going to let them do it, right? I don't think we're going to let them do it because their narrative is falling apart. It's just falling apart. As a matter of fact, Tanner, can you play The Wicked Witch is Dead? Let the joyous news be spread. The wicked old witch at last is dead.
once Gern City, in the county of the land of Oz, I welcome you most regally. But we've got to verify it regally to see, to see if she, if she is morally, ethically, spiritually, physically, positively, absolutely, undeniably, and reliably dead. As coroner, I must have her. I thoroughly examined her. And she's not only merely dead, she's really most sincerely dead. Then this is a day of independence for all the Munchkins and their descendants. If any, yes, let the joyous news be spread. The wicked old witch at last is dead. <laughs> be nice to feel that way in the new world order is dead uh this is such a wonderful movie uh i remember watching it as a very young child those flying monkeys freaked me out how many of you have seen this movie because if you haven't seen it it's a fundamental piece of uh, american history and it really is a a beautiful uh, metaphor for what it takes to become a an adult, fully developed human being. The scarecrow's trying to develop his brains, in other words, develop wisdom. Very important. That's what uh, Free People Radio is all about. You know, developing our wisdom, our knowledge. You can have facts. Okay, okay, great. Some people are just great at taking tests. I would say most of the attorneys are this way. Fantastic. They can remember things. Great. Good test takers. Some of them can organize it into knowledge. Facts become knowledge. But how many people make the transition from knowledge to wisdom? This is a very, very small group of people. Our country is focused on facts and knowledge. Wisdom, well, wisdom. Hey, wisdom might lead to, uh, wisdom might lead to, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Wisdom, right? That's wisdom. Wisdom. You can see why they don't want us to be wise. We might figure that one out and self-govern. If we self-govern, goodness will expand and evil will shrink. We're actually fighting evil. So this is why wisdom is so important, and that's why they don't play this Wizard of Oz as much as they used to. In fact, there's even a Broadway uh, reversal of it called Wicked, which is you know a whole other podcast and story. 
because there's always a way to reverse things, right? You can keep reversing them until your heart stops beating. That's the end of the game. While the game's going on, there's always a reversal. Those of you who have, who have wrestled knows that you know there's always a there's always a counter move. There's always a counter move. But that, why would someone counter the scarecrow becoming knowledgeable and wise, right? The lion developing courage, and the tin man getting feelings. I mean, if you have wisdom and courage and the ability to feel, you're a full person. Remember, thinking and feeling are elements of being a human being. If you're a really good thinker and you're not too good at feeling, you know, they say, oh, the person is a genius. Really, how are they on their human relations with their emotions? Now, they're not very good. Well, I'm going to tell you, they're not as smart as they think they are. And we're stuck in this spot with a bunch of people with degrees that took a bunch of tests and they think they're smart. I think Royce calls it the crisis of credentialization. And it is a crisis because we got a bunch of people running around that are credentialized that do not have courage and they do not have feelings. Any one of those elements, courage without wisdom and feelings, dangerous. Now you got danger. So the, 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 the thing I'm trying to bring out and talking about this at some length is that this movie is really worth spending some time with, with an adult eye towards it, the idea that we're going to really develop our thinking, develop our feelings, and get our courage right. Because if we do that together as a community, we can hold off the cataclysm that awaits us right over the next hill. It's right over the next hill. And I play the Wicked Witch is Dead for a very specific reason. And I'm going to tell you a story about Royce, who's off playing basketball. He's not here to back me up on this one, but when he comes back, maybe he'll tell his side of the story. He remembers. You know, I started a movement up here in Minnesota by sitting in a coffee shop by myself. And I thought, boy, if I do this, other people will join. And then a guy joined, and he's a very good friend of mine, and we sat there and drank coffee for you know, many weeks saying, oh, if we keep doing this, more and more people will come. And as a matter of fact, they did. Many people came, and we formed an early Saturday morning group where we got together and discussed politics. It's about 20 people. A lot of them were players. Some of these people are working with me here as my associates. We're leading this charge here in Minnesota you know, to make the Republican Party the new party. And uh, huh. we were sitting there one sat, you know, one Saturday morning, and, and I always invite new people. It's funny. We're having, all, there's all this arguing and fighting in, in, in the uh, Minnesota Republican Party. And, of course, they, they suspect I'm behind it, but I don't fight with anybody because I know these people are energy sinks, and they just want to create conflict because it keeps people away from doing the thing they need to do, which is called, Precinct strategy. Precinct strategy. Any fighting, arguing, anything that drains our energy, it's just a diversion. We need to spread the word to the people we know and the people we love. That's the only way to save the country. Got to start today. We're going to make it easier for you. You're going to be seeing all kinds of shorts and clips coming through. You can just forward them out to your, your circle of friends and associates. Fantastic. But we were getting together. Every Saturday morning, I'm always inviting new people, which, you know, as a contretemp to these people in, in the mainstream 
what we'd call the Rhino Party or the Traditionalist Party, they said, oh, you guys are running a secret society. What? No, not us. It's you guys running the secret society. We're open to all who come. If you want to come, you can come. We're not hiding anything. Come on in. Love to talk to you. Get in touch with me. You can come on in. I don't care who you are. Congressman Emmer's invited. Anyhow, I invited someone from the traditional party to come, see what's going on, because we want to convince these people we don't judge them, we believe in them. We believe they have the right to repent, change their heart, and focus on the well-being of the American people. And she brought a friend with her. She brought a friend with her. Didn't even know her name. Never saw her before. And we were talking casually, and I mentioned God. Not specifically, not even praying. I just, God, like a word, God. She looked at me, she said, is that a litmus test? And I said, litmus test? I'm not a judge. I'm not here to judge. No litmus tests. And she took her bony finger out and pointed it right at our friend Royce White. And she said, do you know why I'm pro-abortion? Because you people abandon your children. And we all just kind of moved back like we'd seen a ghost. Because it was a complete non sequitur. Crazy. It was crazy. We, we were talking about it for months afterwards. None of us had ever run into anything like that before. Like a little bit of a demonic energy to start your... Here, have a cup of coffee and a demon to start your day. Anyhow, I've had to deal with this person ongoingly for many months. Every time I'd open my mouth, she'd make faces, roll her eyes. Very disrespectful. I took it. Because you know what? Why not? Talking about insignificant, right? But now we're getting down to the wire here with this. I mean, we're really engaged up here. Remember what I said about evil. The better I am, the more goodness I am, the less evil is. And we're trying to create a new party. And I can't think of a more racist thing to say than you people abandoning your children. Boy, is that racist. That's horrifying. I thought to myself, okay, this person's been getting away with this for months. The next time she does it, I'm going to not let her do it. So, she, you know, I was speaking, and I tried to be eloquent. And she started rolling her eyes and muttering under her breath to herself. And I let her have it, you know, with words. I didn't shoot her. I gave her, I gave her a stern rebuke, a stern rebuke. And you know what she did? The wicked witch is dead. She resigned from the party. And that's what we need. We need the racists and the anti-Semites and the homophobes and the xenophobes to go join the American Nazi Party where they belong because they are a threat to the American people and a threat to the well-being of the American people. And it's something every one of us has to do. I mean, if you're in this audience, I'm sure you've thought this through. We need to remove these hatreds and these isms from the movement. We can't tolerate that anymore. It's an old thought form. We've seen all kinds of blood on the tracks because of it. And it's just time to realize all men are created equal. We're all, and of course, if you're a woman, forgive me, all men and women are created equal in the eyes of God, 
and in comparison to God, whoa. You know, I like to say, compared to Jeff Bezos, I'm a cab driver. So that's the material metaphor of, in a spiritual sense, compared to God, come on. We're all created equal, aren't we? So the Wicked Witch is dead. It's great. We're going to start clipping these people out of the party. The party will be refreshed and renewed. We'll have a new party. It's not personal. I didn't like her or dislike her. Her ideas were no good. It's not personal. For all the people that are watching, like uh, the Three Stooges, I know you don't like it when I say it. It's not personal. It's media. It's show business. Trying to be funny. I know my audience loves the Three Stooges. It's a great metaphor. It's not personal. It's about the ideas that you hold between your ears, and those ideas are modifiable. Repentance is available to all of us, and we need to repent and focus on the well-being of the American people. Well, I want to take a break. I want to go back to this big three thing for a second. The big three is off the charts, right? I mean, the big three, I've been to the games. CBS is picking it up every week. The entire afternoon is devoted to the big three games. They play them all back-to-back. Some of the play is top-notch. I mean, I mean absolutely top-notch. You got a a bunch of ex-NBA players. You got top prospects. You got international stars. And the level of the play, and, you know, I'm biased. I'm biased. I'm biased. I know it. But I think it's way more enjoyable than the NBA. Three-on-three is cool right off the bat. If you're a basketball fan, you know what I'm talking about. It's much more intimate. You get to know the players better. Uh, Everything is just a little bit more street gritty. It's not so curated and so, eh. New World Order. It's not so New World Order. It's really down to earth. And I watched the game, and it was so excited. And I thought, just for fun, Tanner, can you play the uh, highlight reel from this last game? New York, New York, a city so nice, they had to name it twice. We're in Brooklyn, Barclays Center, the BK, spread love the Brooklyn way. It's week three of the big three. Here's a look at our schedule here on CBS. We'll begin things with the defending champions trilogy taking on power, and then two teams with championship aspirations, Tri-State taking on the triplets. Uh, here's a look at the rosters. They're presented by PNC Bank. Katina Mobley, he's the captain of power, but it's Glenn Rice Jr., the leading scorer for Trilogy. Look, the captains, Earl Clark, Amir Johnson, and look, they got a new member, Ryan Carter. They call him the Hezzy guy. Hezzy guy, big guy on Instagram. Yeah. Check him out. Rice, kick out to White. For three, yes. Royce White, corner to Mobley. That three is good. He's going to go to work on Royce White. Snatch back, drive, lays it in, Isaiah Briscoe. Briscoe, come on in your bag. Oh my God, it reversed and lays it in. Are you not entertained? Mitchell rolling. It's scoring, and we go to the half with power with a six-point lead. 
Rice, Euro stepping off the glass. Tried to get to Klein again. He got it. Gathers, scores, and one. Tried to go up under. Now he's switching the beat around. Oh, he switched him again. And that's another shot. Oh, my gosh. The Hesse God. That's going to be in his story. <laughs> Briscoe lost it. Klein lays it in. Good play by Akil Mitchell. Here's Rice. Drives. Goes to the full game and knocks it down. Glenn Rice Jr. No. hanging and scoring. And I would just keep going to the basket. Here's Briscoe. Does just that. Leans in, used the left hand, no. Klein to White, yes! That's a huge defensive play by T.J. Klein. Briscoe for three. Six-point lead, so Power can win it. Klein cuts and wins it for Power and waves goodbye to Trilogy. That is a huge win for Power. Well, the Big Three season is in full swing, and this can only mean one thing. It's time to throw down. From the biggest games to the smallest moments, you can make every bet worth your while with my bookie. If you're asking yourself why would you choose my bookie over the competition, it's simple. My bookie gives you the best bang for the buck in the business, period. A $100 bet on power to win the championship right now would net you 600 bucks, six times your money. You can't beat that, and you can find it all and more at my bookie, my bookie. Wherever your game is, whatever your game is, sign up today and bet with house money. Just use promo code, code just use promo code, one more time, just use promo code Royce to grab yourself a welcome bonus on your first deposit. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. This is the first day we've had my bookie as a sponsor. You heard it here first. Promo code Royce to grab yourself some extra funds, redeemable all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. How about that? Another sponsor. That's because the podcast is growing, because of your spreading out the word, telling your friends and neighbors. My bookie, fantastic. For those of you that like to bet, go find it, get involved. You're supporting a company that's supporting the movement. Think about what we're talking about here. Let's say you're a better. Okay, you're a better. You can bet with anybody. You might have a local bookie, could be your cousin. That's cool. It's your cousin, but is your cousin really supporting the movement or is he going and getting high with the money? And I'm not getting down on getting high. I'm just saying, if you're going to bet this game in the big three or any event, when you do it at my bookie, you're supporting this podcast and we need your help and we're asking you to do it. And then back to that big three. Did you see that play? I mean, it was fantastic. And, you know, they didn't even play Royce. Royce had, had the play of the week, and they didn't even put it in the highlight reel. He made kind of an MJ move under the basket. It was just incredible. 
had a high-scoring game. He was dominant. The team is playing great. They're tied for first. They win next week. They'll probably be in first. They might be playing the team they're tied with. i got to go look at the schedule. It's on CBS Sports. All afternoon, you kick back, make yourself some popcorn. Yeah, I'm pitching the big three. Maybe maybe Q will give me a, some props next time I see him. Because why? Because sports are political, right? I mean, we know that. We, You guys listen to Royce. But, I, you know, I know it. I'd never really thought about it till I talked to Royce. You know, I grew up, you know, I was watching the Twins. I didn't know Calvin Griffith that owned the Twins when I was young and going to the games. I didn't know he was a raging racist. We didn't think about those things. And we were wrong not to think about it. We were wrong. Well, we're thinking about it now. We got two leagues here. We got a street league of people who are down to earth, that their feet's on the ground. They're not playing for huge money. They're playing for really for pin money because the league's just getting started. Accessible, honest, gritty, truthful. We got another league. I mean, these people are making hundreds of millions of dollars, and they don't take a stand about anything. Think about the big three. The big three allows people to express themselves. In the NBA, not so much. Please, let's support those businesses and individuals that support this movement. Let's go to my bookie. Let's be involved. Let's watch Royce at the Big Three. Let's support Royce and what he's doing. We need your support, and I want to thank you for giving it to us. It's just so, so important. And the other thing I want to say again, send out Royce's content to all your friends and relatives. We're not doing this. And, and I, I'm going to just say this. There, this is political, right? And you know it, and I know it. We're getting grifted by these grifters. Politics is a business. Politics is a business. It's supposed to be about the spiritual well-being of the people. It's turned into a material grab bag. What can I get out of it? You remember those soaring words of President Kennedy? It's not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country? Oh, really? That'd make him a Republican, right? At the time, he was a Democrat and a liberal Democrat. That's how far we've slid off into communist land. You know, we're doing this together to save the country, to save the republic, to save our freedom. We're not doing it to make money. I know you have resistance, as do I, because so many of the people involved in the political don't care about me. They don't care about me. I'm just inventory to them. They're part of that British business model of slavery, drugs, and piracy. So I understand the resistance. I have the resistance. But when it comes to this truth media and this patriot economy, I'm not resistant. I'm all in. I'm giving everything I have. I want you to know, I'm giving everything I have. It's a huge risk. I don't know, I don't know what the outcome's going to be. And I was trying to remember the scripture, be careful for nothing. If I, I have faith in, not if, I have faith in God. So why have anxiety? Be careful for nothing. Great scripture. That's where I'm at today. Am, are you feeling me? 
Can you feel that I'm a little bit complicated? Because I am. But I'm going to remind myself because I'm talking right to you. Be careful for nothing, Mr. Penn. Or if you come to my podcast, it's the Professor Penn Podcast. Be careful for nothing and have faith. Whatever I wish for when I pray, believe I'll receive it and I shall have it. And you know, sometimes you don't get what you pray for. And you know why that is? Because there's a plan for each one of us that we can't understand. So having faith is is to believe that God has a plan for me, that he's directing my path, that he's providing for my needs what I really need, not what I think I need. Two different things, right? I mean, I think I want a new Cadillac. <laughs> Probably you do too. Do I really need that? So it's, it's what I think I need and what God knows I need. And if I have faith in God to give me what I need, hey, isn't that better for my soul? to get what my soul needs. So I'm going to believe that I've received, and I'm going to be careful for nothing, and we're just going to keep marching down the highway here because God directs our path. Now I'm going to put this together. Now you think I'm talking to you, and I am, and thank you for listening. But I'm really talking to myself today, and you're witnessing me try to work through my own issues. And I hope it helps you because I'm very serious about this. this is not a, I'm not acting here. I'm actually working through some concerns that I have on air with a huge audience. I know that when I tune into the to the premiere tonight, there'll be 20, 30,000 people watching. So I'm going on record. It's, it's like therapy in front of 30,000 people. <laughs> That's hilarious, right? So, you know, this, this support that you give, uh, the truth media, the support that you're giving the Patriot Economy and our advertisers like TireGet.com. It's just critical, critical to getting the truth out. If we don't get the truth out, if all the truth media goes away and you're left with the mainstream media, which is basically state media, we're screwed, right? We're going to talk about being screwed in a minute. Let's get into being screwed. Bald-faced liars. You know, we got some bald-faced Bald-faced liars. I mean, these people lie. Well, go back to, if you want to see a, an hour and a half of me taking a lie apart, go go to the Professor Penn podcast and find the podcast called Lie to Me, where I get down on uh, Representative Tom Emmer, who's the Republican House Majority Whip, who got on television all over everywhere about six weeks ago and told us all what a great debt reduction bill had been passed, and it was a complete scam. And boy, did I get in trouble with, with the locals around here because, you know, I'm not supposed to comment on any Republican negatively, even by inference. And to all the people that believe that, I want to say again, up yours, the American Nazi Party's right down the block. Maybe you belong with the Communist Party or the Democrat Party, where everybody says and does the same thing like minions. Professor Penn is not a minion. Royce White is not a minion. You know, anybody that got through the Wizard of Oz as a little kid, three, four, five years old, and it sunk in their brain, I need to develop wisdom. I have to have feelings that are intact, and I have to have courage to be wise and use my feelings appropriately. That takes courage. Whoa! 
That's really what we're talking about here. They don't want that in, in, in these so-called political parties. Only the new party wants that. We thrive on controversy and discourse and dialogue because we're here to listen to people. We're here to respond to people. I'm a public servant. I'm not here to grift you. I'm here to serve you. Think if we all got into that Kennedy mold. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. You know, for my whole life, it kind of sounded trite. Until guess what? They're getting ready to clip everybody out. Hey, we better serve each other now. Or, yeah, you know, the jail cell will be kind of cold. The food won't be good. And being eliminated isn't going to feel great. And the only way we're going to stop that from happening is serve our country. Serve the American people. Be focused on our well-being. Play this piece with someone who's kind of full, not kind of, full of it. Mr. Secretary, uh, in, in exchange with Mr. Mills, you uh, just testified under oath that you never owned a private jet. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to enter into the record uh, article here from February 15th of 2023 that the John Kerry family private jet was sold shortly after accusations of climate hypocrisy. Uh, Mr. Secretary, do you stand by that testimony Not that you've never I, owned or I personally, your family? I your family? personally, yes. My wife owned a plane and sold the you plane. You flew on That's that been, plane? Uh, not in a number of years, and, but I have flown on it, and sure. this article is not then inaccurate, that your family owned a plane, you flew on a plane. There, my Mr. wife Secretary, owned a plane. The, here's the issue. Yeah. This isn't some kind of partisan gotcha. When we are asking Americans to make serious sacrifices as we transition for the common good, and your family and or yourself are flying around on private jets, that smacks of hypocrisy. It actually hurts your cause, Mr. Secretary. But I'll, I'll move on. I but, just but want to know sir, from a record sir, standpoint. Afford me the, the right at least to set the record straight here. I do not fly on a private jet. Uh, I, do, I do not fly. I fly commercially. Have on you flown all on a private jet since you've taken this position? Just, just let, me, let me just finish. I have flown five times in the last two and a half years on Mill Air, which you also fly on, sure. and or some of you who travel fly on, five times. Otherwise, all of my trips are commercial Have airlines. you flown on a private jet in a personal or official capacity since you've taken this position? Possibly once. I, I don't, I think, I just don't, I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I think you need to take the broader point of how this appears to the American people no, as we're asking them to take that. that. Let me tell you why. Mr. I, you, you we're know, not asking you know Americans, we're not asking Americans not to fly. You know. You're, you're trying to create an unequal thing. We're not no, saying we're don't fly. No, we're asking you to lead by example, Mr. Secretary. That's what we're at. You. Which is why I fly commercially. By example. Which is why Mr. I fly In that vein, does your office uh, or the State Department keep a record of your official travel and scheduled meetings? Of course. Uh, does that include the individuals you're scheduled to meet with? Uh, I, can, you provide the, can you provide those records to Congress? Will you provide those records to Congress? Of who I've met with? Uh, your official travel. Your official travel, taxpayer-funded, sure. while in this position. Sure, happy to do so. Thank you. I appreciate that uh, commitment. Switching uh, topic. <laughs> you know, I don't even know where to start. This this guy, you know, Rice wants to start a, um, 
a new category or a new a new uh, bit called Cuck of the Week. And uh, he's been pushing me to do it. And I, I didn't plan on saying this today, but come on. This guy is blaming his wife to get out of the spot. You know, talk about being a, uh, a cock. Come on. His wife, well, actually, in, in this deal, he's, he's married to the widow of John Hines. John Hines was a senator from Pennsylvania. He married a woman. Uh, John Hines died in a plane accident, plane crash. We don't know the circumstances of it. I'm not going to make any insinuations, but I should go back and take a look because anytime someone worth billions, who's also a U.S. senator, goes down in a plane, it's worth taking a look at it. Like Hale Boggs up in Alaska. Check that one out. Hale Boggs was the only dissenting member of the Warren Commission, and he disappeared and his body was never, ever found again. Come on. So John Hines passed on and uh, died, and his wife... uh, the widow, married John Kerry. Now, I remember John Kerry when he showed up on the scene the first time, and that was during the Vietnam War. He was a Vietnam War um, participant. He served allegedly with valor, and he came back, and he became a Vietnam War protester. And he's a little bit older than me, and I remember thinking, gosh, this guy is just cool. He was so cool. He was good-looking. He was tall. He had a gravitas about him. He was young looking. He was a leader of his generation. He came back from the war and he was a protester. He said, hey, this business model, slavery, drugs, piracy, I don't think so. Because remember, the Vietnam War was about rubber. The core issue of it was French colonialism. The French colonialists extracting the rubber out of South, out of French Indochina, rubber trees, and using the Vietnamese people. As slaves, so we had piracy. They were stealing the property of another group of people. They had slaves, and I'm sure they drugged them somehow. I just don't know how. And Kerry came back, and he was fighting that. And I thought, boy, this guy's cool. And I remember when he first jumped up to run for president, because he did run for president at a certain point, I thought, this guy's worth taking a look at. What I didn't know was somewhere along the road, the long and winding road. Somewhere along the road, he lost his way. Now take a look. Go back and play it back. Look at his face. Look at his face. I mean, there's sometimes I just have to judge. I mean, if I was walking along and this guy came walking at me, I'd walk to the other side of the road because I'm not looking to get in a fight, mind you. The best way to win a fight is not get in one. And this guy's scary looking, scary looking. And he's leading the charge on all of our climate initiatives. And we're going to have to talk about this climate thing more and more. But he's just lying. He's blaming his wife. Of course they they had a private plane. He's just lying wholesale. Yeah, it was his wife. Did, Did you own a plane? No, my wife owned it. Well, you're married community property, isn't it? Hey, his story is going to be they have a prenuptial agreement. It's not really his. Okay, great. The question could have been, did you ever get on a private plane with your wife and fly around all over everywhere? Yes. Do you think that looks a little strange considering that the American people are out of money and we're being asked to give up all the things we love to do because 
the earth's going to burn up. It's going to burn up. Oh my gosh. I'm freaked out. The earth, I can't sleep at night. Do any of you or have any of you spent a sleepless night worrying about the destruction of the planet because of the environment? I mean, it's a perfectly reasonable question I'm asking you. This guy doesn't seem too concerned. He's flying around all over everywhere. He's basically unmonitored. He has an appointed position. He's not elected. He's the climate czar. What the hell does that mean? He's running around everywhere lecturing people that we got to give up all the things that we like to do, and if we don't, everyone's going to burn to death. Well, that's just great. Again, my children, I have five of them, they all love the earth so much they hate people. This is a depopulation strategy. Again, back to the Malthus idea. I got into this jazz, jazz improv today. Malthus determined that population growth is geometric and food you know, development is uh, linear. And the gap is starvation, famine, people dying wholesale. Well, the elites, they've just decided to take it out of everybody's hands and kill us off with intent. Hey, that's really nice of you. So they primed us all with this scarcity idea with Malthus, primed us for decades, going back to the 1800s. This is everywhere. Because it fits right in with survival of the fittest, right? If we're having a competition over scarce resources, and there's a competition where there's a survival of the fittest, and there's social Darwinism, that's Spencer, that cultures compete like individual members of a species, so the different societies, the different countries are going to fight over these scarce resources. There's one problem with this whole thing. It's a BS story. The whole thing is a BS story. Actually, human ingenuity and creativity has created abundance. It's abundance. Freedom has created abundance. We're going to have to get into this on a subsequent podcast, but there's ample evidence, ample evidence that humanity, if given the tools to be creative, which means like educating our children to think critically instead of telling them what to think, for a starter. When we foster creativity in our society, when we open up our creativity to all kinds of inquiry, not just how to kill people, hey, we get surprising results, and we've had them for decades, decades. So the underlying idea was false, was a lie. Now, I think when Malthus did it, he might have not been trying to lie. might have been an actual theory. He could have been a liar. I don't know. He didn't write that one down. But the theory itself has been proven to be not true. And we have a whole architecture of climate and food concerns. Because, of course, when it gets too hot, can't grow enough food, too many people, it's going to be a huge famine. So their solution is, let's get rid of industrial society. Let's get rid of mechanical. Let's get rid of, get rid of, get rid of, get rid of. Well, when we get rid of all this stuff, everyone's going to die, right? Got to look it up for yourself. And, you know, if you thought about it, you would actually become full of anxiety, if not for yourself, for your children. And that's why I want to welcome another new sponsor, Ghostbed, because everybody deserves a great night's sleep. 
And you should, you know, sleep is super important to your physical health. Now, we're about well-being. And I'm going to tell you, I don't sleep well. So I'm really interested in this ghost bed concept. Sleep is super important to your well-being, to your recovery, and to your performance. So I know for me, I have to get a great night's sleep. Otherwise, I can't perform all these different tasks. I, I run a business such as it is. I'm doing all this content. I'm involved in the party. I got five kids. I got a family. Hey, I have to get my sleep, and I'm not getting it. Our friends at Ghostbed make super high-quality mattresses at excellent prices. So I can finally go get a supportive night's sleep. I got to go check this out, and I'm asking you to do it too. We love the Ghostbed because it's a family-owned business. We love it because it's supporting the patriot economy. That's why we love it. They've been making mattresses for a couple of decades, and now they've made they've made an art of using high-quality, super-cooling materials. That's very important, right? You won't wake up in a pool of your own sweat. Oh, that's really important to me because around the Professor Penn castle, Mrs. Professor Penn, she won't make the bed in the morning because, you know, I sweat it up every night in my anxiety. I'm going to work on be careful for nothing at the same time. So... I'm not going to wake up in a pool of sweat, which is going to make peace around my campfire. You get a 101-night sleep trial. Trial. You get a trial, along with free shipping and returns when you purchase a mattress so you can try it in the comfort of your own home. And Ghostbed has a dedicated team of sleep experts on standby to help you find your perfect mattress. Think about this. Think about this. Great customer service, cooling sleep, better sleep, better performance, and you're supporting the Patriot economy. It's a, it's, a, it's a fantastic win. Head to Ghostbed today. I think I'm going to check it out. And use promo code, code, you know, every once in a while I hit a word, can't do it. Use promo code Royce. And guess what? It's 40% off site-wide in this introductory offer. 40%. Wow. They also have RV mattresses, foundations, sheets, and cooling pillows. Head over to ghostbed.com slash Royce and use code Royce and 40% off. Now, this is a great deal. Please go and support the companies and the people that support the Patriot Economy and Truth Media. Thank you. Now, we're broke. The country's broke. So that 40% off, I need it. When I check it out, I need that 40% off because the country and the people are hurting. We talk about this all the time, that 85% of the people, 85% are living hand to mouth. And, you know, we're in an economic calamity. It just hasn't come to the surface yet. 37% of the businesses in America are in technical default, which means they're not living up to the rules the bank calls it covenants. I've already gone nuts about that. A covenant is the relationship between God and man. A covenant. Okay. The banks want to call the relationship between lender and borrower a covenantial relationship. No, you don't get to hijack that word. Piss off. They're rules. So 37% of the businesses in the country are not in compliance with the rules of their lending agreement. 37%. That means a lot of businesses are going to close. Terrible. Which means a lot of people are going to lose their jobs. And many of them are living paycheck to paycheck. This is a calamity. 
and the country, the country's in trouble. The country's in trouble. U.S. government outlays unexpectedly soared 15% to $646 billion in June, up almost $100 billion from a year ago. This is why we know there's a calamity. While tax receipts slumped 9.2% from $461 billion to $418 billion, resulting in a government receipt drop of over 7.3%, the biggest since June 2020. I mean, this is these are really dire numbers, really dire numbers. The cumulative deficit, this is the ALCO, is exceeding the income for the nine months into this fiscal year is already the third highest on record surpassed only by the crisis years of 2020 and 2021. We have overspent our income by $1.393 trillion. Wow. Wow. The deficit is already up 170% compared to the same period last year. This is horrible. I mean, this is really horrible. But what's the most horrible about it is the debt service, the debt service on this public debt, it's like $650 billion. And this debt just keeps going up very shortly. The debt service, the amount of money we just pay for the interest on the debt, not the principal, just the interest, it's a trillion dollars. And ask yourself, who's getting that money? Do we all remember the Federal Reserve is a private bank? Private. You know, you got to follow the money. Where's that trillion dollars going? I mean, a trillion here and a trillion there. It's called wage slavery. I want you to just think about that just for a second. We got $3 trillion in discretionary spending. It's $1.5 trillion for the military and $1.5 trillion for the military health care. And they call it military health care because they make you sick and then they treat you and then they bury you. So it's $3 trillion. And I say conservatively, not even thinking about the salaries and the all the graft and corruption in there, which is profound. Let's say the profit margin's 30%. All in. It's a trillion. Here's another trillion. $2 trillion getting siphoned off the top. $2 trillion? $2 trillion. That's with a T for a handful of people. And we're sitting out here like dummies out in the trenches trying to make ends meet for our families. I mean, I'm getting choked up thinking about it. What a great deal. These people are coining money, and I'm working my ass off 16, 18 hours a day. I don't even get a chance to sleep just trying to keep everything going and pay for everything. These people are taking in that kind of money. I'm mad about it. It's not good for my well-being. I know it. To work this hard, and it's not good for your well-being to work as hard as you're working with the stress and the concerns. But let's be careful for nothing, and let's believe we're going to receive. Let's learn from this. Let's make our community, because you know what? If we can get this precinct strategy to work, we can take a new direction in the United States of America almost overnight. Send out Royce's podcast. Send out Professor Penn's podcast. 
Let's get people talking about the truth and about the patriot economy. These people are robbing us, and we just think it's normal. Remember in anthropology, there's two kinds of knowledge. There's inculturation and there's acculturation. Inculturation is when you're raised from a little baby and things get put in your head and you have no filter, right? They just dump it in there. It might take you a lifetime to figure it out. That'd be called the red pill. Take that red pill. In fact, if you call Professor Penn, I'll give you a lifetime prescription because the more you take, the more you understand. It's crazy how deep this rabbit hole goes. Terrifying. Terrifying. But let's be careful for nothing. Let's have faith. And let's just walk through this and take the next step and start to reverse this this business model of slavery, drugs, and piracy. And how do we do it? By being good and spreading goodness to our neighbors. It's really not that complicated. It's actually pretty fun, and it enhances personal well-being. But the the country is broke. It's broke, broke, broke. It's broke. It's broke. And it's not broke by accident. They're setting us up. They are setting us up. Now, there's nothing slowing down this accumulation of debt. There's nothing. The debt is getting more and more and more and more and more. And it's been this way since 2000 and who? 2000 and Bush. I love that one. 2000 and Bush. 2000 and Bush. 2000 and Bush. And who's Bush? Oh, he's a Republican. I can't criticize a Republican even by inference. And his daddy was on television in the early, late 90s. And really, you know, no, early 90s, excuse me, talking about the New World Order. And we had no idea what he was talking about. We were still taking our blue pills, you know, taking our blue pills, taking our blue pills. One day I said, okay, no more blue pills. They're making me sick. Give me the red pills. Remember, the truth will set you free. But that doesn't mean it's a nice ride when you get to the other side. All it means is you're no longer fooled. You're no longer, of. I am no longer a fool. It doesn't mean I'm going to get out of this thing alive. It just means if I get clipped, I'm not getting clipped like a sheep. I'm getting clipped like a lion. Wizard of Oz, follow my courage. I like that. But they're running up this debt and what we think is the American people. And this part, this part I want to dwell on for a second. You know, I've told Tanner to cover up my swearing because we don't want to swear and run anybody off. But we're going to leave this one in. I believed, and I know you believe, that shit happens. It's just natural. It's just, it just happens. You know what? You don't run up a $33 trillion debt by accident. This is intentional. They have a plan. They have a plan. They're using this climate scam as part of their plan. They're shrinking the world economy. When I say they, hey, we know their names. I'm, you know, I'm going to let Royce, I was, I was listening to Royce do a podcast. He's calling out people's names wholesale. I'm going to leave that for Royce. He's the hatchet man. Remember, that's his handle on Twitter, the hatchet man. So let him hatchet some of these people because they're scamming us, right? We think the world's coming to an end because we're all going to burn up. They're truncating our energy supplies. 
which makes us need to borrow more and more money because if you think about debt, it can be thought of as availability of future energy because if you have no energy, if you can't drive to work in the morning, how are you going to pay your mortgage? Have you thought about that one? Well, they've thought about it because they want to take your house. That's correct. They want to take it. They've set us up to take it. They want to take everything we have. Go online. Remember, World Economic Forum. You'll own nothing, and you'll be happy. It's all over the Internet. They're priming us for this. Hey, up yours. I'm not going to be happy owning nothing. I don't want to be you know, super wealthy, but hey, I'd like to have my own things. I'd like to have my own house. I'd like to be able to drive around, have some freedom. Come on. What kind of bullshit are they selling us here? And we're believing it because, as Joseph Goebbels said, you tell a lie often enough and it becomes the truth, right? Correct? Or as William Casey said, the director of our CIA, we will know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American people believe is a lie. And this son of a bitch was serving we the people. Come on. How many lies do we believe now today? Like John Kennedy was shot only by a lone gunman from behind. I believe that. I'm embarrassed I believed it. It's embarrassing. Of course, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a reasonable explanation. I'm naive. I have the heart of a child. And I love my country. And I trust my leaders like a dummy. And they took advantage of that trust. You know, my trust gets taken advantage of all the time. I'm going to continue to trust, but I'm going to get wise about it because these people are taking it to the level where they're getting ready to kill us, and that's a problem. That just happens to be a problem. I don't want my children to be killed. They're running us into debt like crazy, like crazy, and they're setting this up. Well, let's just play this just to show you how disingenuous these people are. We're globally, you know what, we're screwed. Can you play this? Peace here, Summit for New Global Financing. Look at how beautiful they do this. You'd think this is the greatest thing in the world. Doesn't this look nice? This is Macron, president of France, speaking in French. This these uh, wealthy globalists are on the front line. We come to Paris today with a heavy heart, but with hope. The Prime Minister of Barbados, that's an important piece of real estate. It's exceptional because it's horizontal. All countries are going to be equal. Everyone's going to be equal with greater transparency. There's over 50 heads of state at this meeting. And what are they discussing? Oh, there's John Kerry, the liar himself. Every one of these people is full of it. They're in this room. They're full of it. 40 international organizations dedicated to taking everything away from me that I have. Oh, but they're so liberal. And they're so, look at that, he's wearing a traditional headset. There's black people and women and black women. It's wonderful, it's so wonderful. 
recibe todas las decisiones políticas que tomen los gobiernos en general. Por tanto, es importante incluir a la ciudadanía. I can't even tell if this is a kid. I can't even tell. It's so wonderful. There's six roundtables where people can talk. You know what they're talking about? How to take all your money away from you and make you a prisoner in your own coffin apartment. A better life, yeah, for who? Not for us. Oh, this, look at how, how, this is so highly produced. It looks so wonderful. I'm supposed to trust all these people. There's a new consensus. Here it comes. As you are considering a new finance pact. It must a new be a finance pact. That pact. Supports an equitable fossil fuel phase out in conjunction the fossil fuel phase out oh there's janet yellen from the united states oh everybody's so happy they're all clapping because they're going to take all our money and freedom away because we're going to have greater solidarity in prison Oh, between North and South, this is going to take care of all the problems. The summer was a success, crystallized the consensus. Not everybody is agreeing yet, but there's a common vision. There's deliverables, concrete decisions, and they will really be implemented at subsequent international meetings, for example, the G20. The IMF and the World Bank are going to implement these decisions. They're going to convert this moment into a concrete decision. They've made a decision. It's the Paris method. They don't tell you what it is. I'm going to tell you what it is. Their decision, what they're working on, these sons of bitches. We have to fight these people neck with our next-door neighbor. Go do your own research, please. You have to see it for yourself. These people are absolutely horrified. Horrified. What they're working on, the last time there was a currency summit was Bretton Woods, right at the end of World War II, which made the dollar the world reserve currency and gave the United States... I'm choking up. You know, the only satisfaction I have with these people is they die. They get old and they die. They get diseases and they die. But they're working on living forever with this transhumanism. These people in that room that you saw, this the music, it's beautiful, the photography, great, just great. Everybody looks so great. They're sitting around figuring out how to kill me and my family. That's what they're figuring out how to do. <clears throat> I'm getting choked up because I know what they're planning, and you got to figure it out for yourself. And I know a lot of people in the Please Call Me Crazy audience know it. And for those of you that are new, please hang around in Truth Media. Because if we don't fight these people, we are the what they call us, the grassroots. Why? Because they're walking on us. No, we're American citizens. Let me tell you, I am not personally responsible for Barbados being the size of a postage stamp. That's not my problem. If God wanted me to be born, if God had chosen me to be born in Barbados, I would be. And I realize we have to have some awareness 
and some effort to ameliorate the ravages of colonialism. I got a way to do it. Let's take all the money away from the crown in England. You know how much money these sons of bitches are sitting on? Let's take it all. Strip it from them. Strip all their wealth, and let's give it to the Barbados people. Hey, they need some money. Why are you making me poor? I'm going to tell you what this is. This is a battle between the people, the American people, who had all this prosperity and freedom that was given to us by our forefathers because of the formation of our government that protected the rights of the individual. These people hate that. They're making sure that this country collapses because we're the stone in their we're the stone in their sandal. People like me, people like Royce, people like you, they got to break us and they have every intention of doing it and here's how they're going to do it. This is a currency summit, a financial summit. They're getting ready as soon as they can by any means possible to get rid of the US dollar and to get rid of paper currency or gold or any means of conveying wealth or retiring debt. That's not digital. And once they get us hooked on the digital, once we're hooked on the digital currency, we're in prison. I mean, until, until, you know, everything has a season. We'll make a comeback, but, boy, it'll be a while. You know, it's like Benjamin Franklin said, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. If we form our movement right now, And get rid of these people. They need to be gotten rid of. And let me say when I say get rid of them, I don't mean kill them. I do not mean that. And I know there's going to be people that want revenge, that want these people swinging from the gallows. And you know what? They deserve it. But if we threaten them like that, they're just going to kill everybody because they are not going to lose gracefully. If we put these sons of bitches in a corner, they're just going to kill everybody. And they're setting that up too in the Ukraine with Iran and Israel, and in the South China Sea. You know, you, you pick them. They got three different crises, any one of which could be a good excuse to kill everybody. And they're going to go off to their bomb shelters, and it's going to be like 50, 20-year-old girls for each crypt keeper, and life's going to be good for them. These, I'm not even going to make you bleep it out. I'm sorry. So, you know, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry to you. I'm, can you tell I'm mad about it? These people have made my business so difficult to operate. When you spike up inflation, they, you know, you, they only talk about one half of the story. Inflation, terrible for everybody. But then they pop the bubble. And when that bubble deflates, every business you know that's got inventory is losing money because we paid here, and now it's only worth here. And that gap, that's called losses. They're taking the net worth away of the businesses that serve our communities. Why? Walmart's not going bust. Oh, Walmart's fine. But all the small businesses, the few that are left, because Walmart cracked a lot of them in half like eggs, but the few that made it, the tough guys like me that made it, they're working on getting rid of me now. These people are absolutely focused on one outcome, that you're a slave. That's, you know, it's modern feudalism. You got to see it for yourself. You got to do the reading for yourself. I'm always giving you the place to go on the Professor Penn podcast. Please go to the Professor Penn podcast and subscribe. Please come back to Please Call Me Crazy. Royce is going to be back soon. We're working on this, the two of us, every day, and we need your help. These people 
want to overturn Bretton Woods, the day that the United States currency is no longer the reserve currency, you're going to suffer about eh, 50, 60% reduction in your standard of living. And it's already sucks, doesn't it? How'd you like to never go out again to eat? Can't even afford McDonald's. These people don't care about McDonald's. They're not going to feed you meat. You don't get meat. Don't you get it? It's bad for the environment. Now, God said we could eat meat, but hey, they don't believe in God. They don't believe in God. And underneath it, that's what this is all about. It's not about anything that they say. Now, some of these dummies in this room, they're being played by people that are upstream of them. They're, after all, elected politicians, these people. They're politicians. These aren't the main players. These are the people in the political action committee. They're not the players. They're the operatives. They act like they're all that. But, hey, they got to get elected, these sons of bitches. Which means what? What does that mean, they got to get elected? Oh, we still have a play. We have our last play to vote in American citizens that care about the well-being of the American citizens. One last shot. We got a last play. And if we miss this, if we miss this shot, hey, no overtime, game's over, we lose. They're going to laugh all the way to the bank. They're going to laugh about what a bunch of dummies we were. How gullible we were. You know, I'll tell you what they think, and I've said it before. If they beat us at this, and they are trying to beat us, and they win because they're Darwinists, they're going to figure that's you know, proves they were right. The only way they're going to learn that they're assholes is if you and everybody you know get off the couch and do something. And I know I'm being intense with you, and I, I apologize. But let me show you one last bit today about how horrifying these people are. Play this Mike Pence piece for our audience. I mean, I hope it sends them to ghost bed for a new mattress because this keeps you up at night. Please. I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President. Have you, I know you're running for president. You are are distressed that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. And yet, your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. (laughs) Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. Okay, stop it right there. Did you hear that, American citizens? No, that's not Mike Pence's concern. Now, we know who this guy is. We all remember him, President Trump's vice president. A more bootlicker you'd never find. And when President Trump really needed him, hey, he was playing on the other side of the football, wasn't he? Well, look at what side of the football he's playing on. He's a globalist. He's a globalist. Let us hope that that short retires Mike Pence and he can go back to Indiana where he's incredibly wealthy and count his money. 
And I'm fine with that. Give them a stage to give them a stare to walk off the stage. This is what the Chinese say. When you get really evil people, and when I look at them, and I know I'm making up a story, when I make up a story, I'm going to tell you I'm making up a story. But when I look at John Kerry and I look at Mike Pence, I see soulless people. No soul. Now, Kerry's different. He's really an advanced swimmer. Mike Pence, well, you know, he's a conservative Christian. He won't be in a room alone with a woman. That's, you know, that's the M.O. on Mike Pence, unless his wife is there or unless somebody's there to watch him. Because, you know, danger. He's so religious. He's so religious that he's using the Lord's name in vain. I'm making up a story. He's wrapping himself in the cloth of faith, but he doesn't care about the country and the world that is dedicated to a creator that grants unalienable rights. Those people he doesn't care about. He wants to be involved over in a war with the Russians. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Look at who this guy is. Let this bury Mike Pence. I don't want to see him anymore. I, I don't mean bury him like kill him. Please, if you're listening to me at Media Matters, I don't mean that. I mean, let him, let this retire him like the Wicked Witch is dead. I don't want her to be dead. I just want her out of politics so she can't do any more harm to the American citizens that these people are supposed to serve. They're here to serve us. Who they're serving is they're serving their very powerful moneyed masters who sit at the big kids' table. They're all worth $100 billion or more. And they've decided, oh, all these people, it's too much work. F*** them. Let's kill them. You'll beep that one out for me, I'm sure. These people suck. They really suck. You know, I want to thank you for uh, letting me fill in for Royce today. It's an awesome responsibility to be here with you. I'm looking for Royce to come back. And I know you want him to come back, and he'll be back. And we're going to start our own property together, Hebros, so we can be on together so that you can enjoy more content with the both of us. I want Royce back. He has so much to say. He's learning so quickly. He's so young. He's the hope of a new generation. So please support him. Spread out his message. Support the advertisers that are supporting him. And I'm going to end on something that I saw this week. And you know, I have a family. And uh, mom said, oh, let's go to the air show. In Duluth, Minnesota, they had an air show. And I personally, right away, I said, I don't want to do this. Well, why don't you want to do it? It's a long drive. I gave her 20 different reasons why I didn't want to do it. But ultimately, to keep peace in the valley, because she really puts up with me being gone a lot for politics and I mean, really, she's great. I mean, she really is really doesn't get in my grill. She want to take a day with the kids to go up to the Duluth Air Show? Okay, up to the Duluth Air Show we went. Up to the air show. You know, I come from a kind of training that if there's bombs bursting in the air, I'm looking for cover. I don't sit there with my mouth hanging open looking up in the sky, okay? And that's something we all need to think about. They're training us with this, you know, air shows that when there's planes in the air and shit's blowing up, we're supposed to look at it. No, I'm going to tell you right now. If there's planes in the air, military planes, and they're flying at you, you got about five seconds to find a hole to crawl in or you're dead. 
And you probably did anyhow. You know, one thing I do want to say, there is a yin and yang here. This technology is incredibly beautiful, and it's incredibly deadly. So the air shows. What we're doing is we are advertising for the U.S. military-industrial complex. Up yours! You're taking all the money, you slave the people out, you're running an empire, and I'm going to show you as we go out how they enforce this empire. I'm not for this. I went, I had a good time with my family, and that's too bad because I can't tell them during the event how I really feel about this. I'm completely opposed to this. However, now that the air show is over, I will be able to talk to my kids for the rest of my life and let them know, please don't go to the air show. Go support, instead of the U.S. military, go support some of our advertisers and the people and the businesses that are supporting the movement. On that note, I want to thank you for joining. I'm very happy to be here with you. I'll be here with you a few more times this week. Royce will be back next week. Please keep tuning in. It's great to get to know you. I'm looking forward to talking to you in the live chat. Tanner, take us on out with this display of military prowess. One somewhere. Probably gonna come by and stare at us.